welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 168. I've temporarily called it Don't Be Late, but I'm sure we will change that. We'll see how the, how the event goes, yeah. Yes. Um, this is... Well, I'm your co-host, Kylie Wilde, first and foremost. Hello, hello, hello. And this is my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Um, and, uh... This is our kind of every few weeks chill news show. I almost said it a cuss word. Um, because sometimes we just like to take it easy. But to be fair, we've noticed our news shows are our most viewed, watched, and listened to. So we might be experimenting with an all news format for a little bit. Well, but that's the future. There, there's stuff going on in the background we're going to be discussing, possibly. Uh... A potential, uh, let's say, soft relaunch, potentially. There you go. Or or, a new format, who knows? Not sure. Not sure. And next week is going to be a fun little kind of... Well, it's actually this week now. I know, because... I know, look. We didn't record on Sunday. We're a day late. We're into a new week. Um, Day late and a dollar short. I am sweating to death. This just in. (laughs) <laughs> windows are open hooray oh, no, exactly um but anyway we do have a very exciting show for you um yeah. because it's about games but i like to start every episode with asking my wonderful co-host and or guest how has their week been pete how has your week been well i guess i have to answer because we've got no guests so you know uh, my week has been mostly fine. Uh, it's been a busy one because I've been working this weekend. Past gone. Uh, I'm into the last day of work now before I start my my holiday. So yeah, there's going to be a bit of a. We're explaining at the end of the episode, but there'll be a bit of a different show, not show. Hold out, hold out until the end to find out what's going on. There you go. <laughs> nice little teaser. But yeah, uh-huh. uh, funnily enough, actually, I've had a, quite a lot of gaming time over the last week, which has been surprisingly nice. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, Fall Guys. Lots of more Fall Guys. <laughs> uh, it's a staple of the game that we tend to play together, that me and my old work lot. Uh, we did... We have picked up Rocket League again recently as well, so yeah. yeah. Um, back on the live services. Why? <laughs> but yeah, it's been quite nice actually. So I've been playing a bit on PC and then going on and playing on the Switch versions whilst you know things get later on in the day. So it's, right. it's just experiencing both on different consoles and it's nice. But also, I have to say huge shout, a huge thanks again to Mr. Mike Tendo, friend of the show. Because uh, I'll be playing some more Switch Online soon enough because uh, family membership has been enabled. Goodness. There you go. We talked about that before. We did, uh, yeah. But thank you, Mike. That was very much appreciated. It's uh, not free. I did pay for it. Yes. But, <laughs> so. yeah. Pete's not talking about anything. Um. <laughs> I'm not talking about anything. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, uh, what about you? So, my week has been poo-poo. Lovely. That's great. Great. Perfect. Why is it so poo-poo? 
I first of all, I have a very heavy work week. I've got one more heavy work week. Which, it's weird. Okay, I'm going to be kind of semi-serious now for a little bit. Okay. So, it's kind of a we got this in a way. But it's like a relate to me, we got this. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so, like, I spent my whole first half of my life, well, my first half of my adult life, uh, being a hustler, workaholic, uh, you know, making that money, uh, making that paper, uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. And then, like lockdown hit and everything came to a stop as i've said before but i always want to remind people the whole island of ireland went through a very strict lockdown so when i say lockdown you guys are thinking oh was, you know americans are like oh it was a month oh it sucked so bad you know a lot of the uk people are like oh it's a tough six months two years <laughs> we had two years it was terrible. I don't mm. think that I've done that. But having said all of that, uh, it made me have to stop working for one full year. And getting back into work, I thought, oh, I'll just go back to the way I was. Because that's what you think, you know, oh, I'll just workaholic, you know, and just work, 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 money, money, money. Yeah, that's that kind of crap. I have yet to get back to that, I just want to, like, chill life. I don't want to be, like, president of the world anymore. <laughs> wow, how things have changed. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm just, like, like, these last two weeks, I thought it would maybe bring back memories or feel familiar or give me that kind of old fire. And I'm mm. just, like, now I want to get these couple weeks done, and I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take a week, a week off, which I don't. That's just not what I do. So I'm just like, is this part growing up? Is this, am I maturing? <laughs> you know, it's very possible. Yeah, it might be. Um, maybe maybe you've determined that you shouldn't spend your entire life working, and you should I, take time to to enjoy life. Yeah, like. I went to Italy and like, I mean, I was having some emotional issues back home, but I still was just like, this is so amazing and beautiful. Mm. There's a whole freaking world out there, people, an entire world waiting for you to go see it. Um, I'll be seeing a small so, corner of it. Exactly. Uh, so I, what I, what I'm saying all this for is just to encourage you that just chill out, you know? And I sound like a hippie, but I'm being dead serious. Like, there's nothing, that, there's no race to be ran, ran. There's no prize at the end. Except for, like, you might die of a heart attack. <laughs> but, I mean, the prize should be the opposite. It should be your chill time. And yes. if you get a family and stuff like that, if you're lucky enough to have a family or to get one in the future, that should be your prize. Oh, I just, yeah. like, blew my own mind. Right. Um, but, um, uh, words of advice that was given to me by my uh, by my daddy years ago. I uh, wish I would have listened earlier. Uh, uh -huh. You, sh you should uh, live... You shouldn't live to work. You should work to live. Okay, so I've heard that phrase before. And I, I'm telling you, old Kylie would roll her eyes at that and go, whatever. I know, because you did before when I told you it a couple of years ago. Oh, see? See? Oh, gosh, yeah. 
Oh gosh, Pete, that's true. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, whatever. No. Yeah, boy, I thought would do that. Sucks. There's so much more out there. There's like, did you know that birds exist? Uh, funnily enough, yes. <laughs> Although some people argue that birds don't exist, but uh, that's yeah, a funny. Yeah, but, meme. but there's also people that think that the Earth is flat. Um, we don't exercise that craziness. No, sorry. Like I, I let people believe what they want to believe until it is like okay. Yeah. But, um, so that was kind of a startling revelation to myself, and then, which goes into my next point, which is, there's also something else you can't control. Life. Which, what life in life. Which is what people think about you. And, like, I have this person in my life that I actually... I do care about him very much. He's probably been in my life about five years. Um, and But he has this idea... Can't talk too much because I'm pretty sure he listens. Okay. Um, he has this idea of... I probably just gave that away to him. Uh, of who I am. Which is... The arrogant American, uh, you know, who just does things to piss him off. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes I do. I mean, I, you, you do that to me as well, so, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I do like to buck authority. Let's not lie here, okay? Um, yeah, yeah you've, all, you've always swiveled and, you know, yeah. done, done that sort of thing to authority. It's like, yeah, swivel, swivel on this. Yeah, exactly. And my favorite thing to do is, his favorite thing to do is to say something that makes me flip him off, but it's all in good fun. Yeah. But he has this idea of me in his head that is not a correct idea. I just said something that just rubbed me the wrong way. It does. Trust it me, it really, would. Yeah, it just really hit me. Like, I, I've been doing a lot of introspection this week. That's where all this is coming from, people, in case you're like... Why so serious, Kylie? Why'd you turn into the Joker? Because uh, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of introspection this week. And the thing is, especially being an autistic female, um, if you're out there, you can't change people's opinions of you. They're you can't change people's opinions of you anyway, and you don't have to be yeah. someone who's on the spectrum to realize that. That's true. No, Pete is correct. You are correct. Um, so, having said that, like... Should it bother me that my actions were misinterpreted? It does bother me, but I can't do anything to fix that. So worrying over that is wasted energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I know what you mean. So don't focus on what's been. Learn from it and grow and build from it. Just hope that this person that I do respect and I do admire him just hopes that he sees past you know, my foibles and sees that it's not a malicious, I'm just, I'm a very odd, strange person. I just am. Yeah. Um, Nana, but... can you clip this? Because this sounds like a Kylie <laughs> apology. <laughs> well, <laughs> this has been a long time coming. Um, but... <laughs> it's been a long time coming and I am sorry for absolutely nothing. For nothing! Oh, <laughs> 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 but 
Uh, so that was kind of like a weird mini we got this segment, but it's just two things that have been on my mind. But I did want to mention one thing. Go on. I have been playing Minecraft on my iPad. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know why I'm choosing these alternative methods of gaming. Because I want it to be very clear. For people who follow me on Xbox Live, it looks like I haven't touched a game in like three months. It's longer than that because you used to appear offline. Oh, I don't even know. I need to go check it. I need to <laughs> switch it back on to online. Um, I I I had some people in my past that were like, every time I was on, what a game? Or invite me to a game, and it's like. I just want a game in peace, but I don't think they're there anymore. Um, but uh, who's the thing? He crossing. Oh, playing yeah. Minecraft oh. on iPad. Right. So I have been gaming. Like, consi- like I can't not game ever. Like, if mm. I'm not gaming, I am either massively bad depressed, like scary depressed, and you need to send people to rescue me. Send or- the men in white coats. I was going to say that, and then I didn't know if that was offensive nowadays or not, but that was literally what I was going to say, Pete. <laughs> then, um, you know me, I don't bump the trend, I just I say things. Or, I've been kidnapped and you need to send someone to save me. Or, Blink twice if, um, you're, uh, if you're a hostage. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, I really can't think of any other way. No, because even in the hospital, even in the hospital, I... Because uh, I went in the hospital the first time, they didn't have Wi-Fi in the hospital they Oof. do now but didn't so i had to download all these offline games and i just mm. like 24 7 games so like i'm not kidding so why i'm looking at all these alternative methods of gaming i don't know i can't tell you but luna netflix and now um minecraft on my ipad does it play different yeah a little bit there's some little tiny differences but it's still effing Minecraft, and I'm still effing autistic. I still love it. <laughs> Just spend hours there digging out caves. <laughs> to be honest, I, I can't say anything about that because I spent far too many uh, many hours playing Terraria, which is essentially a oh, 2D yes. version of That's such. Right. So. Yep, and they do have a mod that turns Minecraft into Terraria. Oh God, don't tell me <laughs> that. I don't need to know that. Yep. I don't but, need to know. Uh, so, if you see me, if you do see me out there on Xbox Live, and you see I'm playing Minecraft, give me a little wave, because I am having the time of my life. Um, don't make me yeah. some Green Day. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually thinking in my head, mining away. <laughs> no, it was the fact that you said I'm having um, the time of my life. Gosh, yes. Uh, Nana says, God, I could go into all of the Minecraft likes I have played. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, I did it. Excellent. Came through. Um, but, um, there you go. You yeah. can send that to you, to him later. There you go. Oh, goodness. It's on oh, the record. Dear. It can't be taken away uh-huh. now. <laughs> uh-huh, great. <laughs> the internet never forgets. Uh, but yeah. No, it's not about the internet. We all know the internet forgets after five minutes. I don't. Weird though, Pete. Like, 
this is just our kind of loosey-goosey us talking a news episode. Pretty much. If you go back and play games from your, like, I'm not going to say childhood, because our childhood was, you know... Too many years ago, and that's yeah, depressing yeah. to think about. But, like, your late adolescent, you know, like the, our mid-teens or whatever, like Minecraft... Uh, what you mean things from for me during my mid-teens which was the early like early to mid 2000s that's right i know i know oh my gosh so also you know what just deal with it people i'm gonna just talk i haven't talked to anybody like like this like i have to be i had to be like a fakey pretend host yesterday i say fake pretend it's not i'm really am like good um oh yeah Hello. Thank you. We have appreciate it. Forever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's never like I'm never really being fake when I'm a host or whatever. It's just the more happy blah blah. Of course. But anyway, so I saw on Instagram this girl. She was like doing. She's our age, and she was like, "Oh, clubbing in the uh, like 2010s, you know, like the teens or whatever." And I was like, "Cause that's when I used to club." And I like oh my gosh I really it didn't feel like that long ago but that's like a whole world ago that was a whole world a whole generation and uh, a whole lot of years ago a world. Um, but also I mentioned last week how when I went to school and I was like 12 like one of the girls was you know pregnant and yeah every year after that there was a girl pregnant because it's East Texas her kid turned 23! Oh. That's immediately gonna make you feel very, very old. like, what? That, that I... child is now do- nearly double the age that the mother was when she gave birth. That's it's weird. Age. And it's also the dating age range of myself. Kidding. <laughs> Good thing you're not no, on Twitter anymore. I'm Otherwise, that was going to my... be damning for for days. Oh, no. oh gosh, no! I'm <laughs> changing my rules. Twenty five and above, no more. So, um... 20, so twenty five to life then. Yeah, say that's <gasps> that's what I'm doing. I should start a reality show of me looking for someone. <laughs> and it's only guys that are twenty five, and it's twenty five to life because it's going to be forever. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I'm like an immortal vampire, so it's literally forever. Okay. Uh, Latino Heat says, "Miss your live streams. Live streams, I blame work. Um, yeah, we uh, we've we've messed around with the time and everything. Have, yeah, this is not our usual time period, but I'm glad to see people in the chat. Yes, I didn't actually think we would get anybody. Um, <laughs> Nana says, "Okay, Pete. Now I, you're just enabling her to go on I, tangents. <laughs> look, I don't enable chaos. I let just I just let chaos happen." One day, I hope to be able to afford the personalized plates of Chaos Queen, but they are like eight or ten thousand pounds, and I just—it's just not worth it to me yet. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the thing that you need to realize is that I learned a long time ago that I'm never going to stop a tangent, so I just have to go with it. You know, <laughs> just has to happen. Yep. The the more you fight it, the worse it gets. Oh, I'm not. I know you're baiting me, and I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> no, because I think we should move on to some news. We're 20 minutes in, and we probably should get on. Okay, Pete. Uh, let's talk about today's show. 
What have you got in store for us today? News. Lots of news. There's a there's a few stories we've got to um, we've got to run through. And uh, let's be honest, we all know that something big has been happening on the side. So there's going to be a big roundup about something that's been going on. But we'll save that till the end. Now, I want it to be very clear to our listeners and our watchers. I've been off Twitter now two months. Uh close i i don't know how long but i've been off there for at least a month myself i think if i'm honest it's around about two months because i think it was like april 23rd or something mm -hmm. um but having said that my life has improved dramatically but i also don't know anything that's happening in the world oh games i'm so because... glad that you said that because i feel so out of the loop not being on twitter and i think that's just a symptom of life nowadays oh i'm loving it like i don't have to hear about boop or boop yeah or... i don't <laughs> I have like, i don't have to hear about it ever yeah i also don't I have to it. listen to crap takes from shite gamers well yep <laughs> fill in those blanks Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I'm clueless to everything that Peter's going to talk about. Today. Sweet. And you haven't looked at our document as well, which is even better. No, because my stupid iPad won't open it. Cool. Good. Excellent. Right. Let's get on with the first news story. I think this one okay. will be a very, very quick one. So um, I'm going to gonna state now that all but one source to today was VGC. And you can find all those links in the description, both on YouTube and on your podcast players, if you want to read the stories yourself. So, to start, um, like I said, very quick story. This is a bit of an update to a story that we, we covered quite a few weeks ago at this point. But do you remember a certain Mr. Creator of Balan Wonderworld in Sonic by the name of Yuji Naka? Yep. Well, can't forget that adventure. Well, well, let's just say that Yuji Naka might have been a lucky man to some degree. Really? Yuji Naka gets a $1.2 million fine and a suspended prison sentence for insider trading. Because everyone was sure he was going to prison. Uh, yeah, myself included. Wow. I stand corrected. Wow! So oh let's re let's read this story and then then we can discuss. I'll read a, a few bits of it because obviously a lot of this will be going over old information. So, uh, Sonic Hedgehog co-creator Yuji Naka has been found guilty of insider trading, but will avoid prison for now. Ooh, uh, as reported by Japanese news agency Gigi Press, that's a good name for a for a, for a newspaper or a news agency. Um, the Tokyo District Court ruled that Naka had violated Japan's Financial Instruments and Exchange Act by illegally buying shares based on uh, inside information. Judge sentenced Naka to 13 months in prison, suspended for four years. Which is unusual, because usually over here we would see uh, given a 12-month sentence, suspended for two years. So, it messes it up, though. Yeah. Well, that... We'll we'll go over that in a minute. So this oh, yeah. means oh, yeah. I think it's explained here. So this this means Naka will escape um, a prison term as long as he adheres to the conditions set by the order and doesn't infringe on any further terms or laws during this time. 
Um, however, NACA also received two fines totaling 173 million yen. Million yen. Yeah, I know, that's <laughs> what I left that out. Um, which uh, equates to about $1.2 million. Uh, meaning that although he may he may not have to go to prison for his part in the insider trading scheme, he will certainly pay a substantial financial penalty. And it is noted that he pleaded guilty to these charges in March, uh, saying that there was, quote, no doubt he was guilty in taking part in the insider trading scheme. I will say this, Japanese uh, culture is very, very big on accepting responsibility and accepting guilt, so... Yes. Fair enough. Look, someone's done wrong. Uh, They've done, you know, he's held his hands up, he's been in a court of law said that he was guilty for what he's done he's admitted it and i think that's probably why he's been they've been somewhat favorable yeah i know that's how i am if people come to me if they wrong me in any way which is very rare but if someone wrongs me hurts me breaks my heart does anything but they come to me and they're like look hands up i'm sorry i messed up shouldn't have done it whatever and i'm like yeah cool not a big deal and then we just go on I love that. I think that's the way life should be. I don't think you should have to be raked over the coals over and over and over again, you know, for something that you accept you did wrong. I agree, yeah. There's there's only so many times you can say sorry for something before it seems either forced or someone is just willing to sort of just hold you constantly accountable for things that despite the, yeah. despite the fact that you can apologise and make, try to make amends for them out there that do that though and bueno uh, uh, howdy Brent sorry I was yeah. reading the story I didn't notice the chat come in at the time oh, yeah. but they are no kidding, so, kidding, kidding. <laughs> I'm going to be honest today's news stories sort of do feel like a, this is a refreshes or updates to stories <laughs> we might have already previously covered okay because I'm going to bring out the old I'm going to bring out an old classic so Uh-oh. we're going to move on to the next story uh, let me just check my document. Um, I titled this on our document, The Epic Fight Continues. Oh, how did... Okay, when you said we're going to retread an old story or whatever, my first thought was epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I called it The Epic Fight oh, Continues. Epic. So Apple epic. wants to take its legal battle with Epic to the Supreme Court. My gosh. Wow. This story, oh my gosh. This story never gets old and it's great. I love it. It's please, so juicy too. Please go to the Supreme Court. Redacted for privilege too needs to happen. Please, it does. <laughs> and I want those juicy, juicy emails. So do I. I want, I want, I want more Phil emails. They're so wholesome. Gosh, they're so. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Right, let's let's read the story and then we can then we can take the yes. Mickey out of it. <laughs> uh, so Apple has requested that the Supreme Court overturn a judge's order in its long-running legal battle with Epic Games. Blech, can't read today. Um, Epic's antitrust lawsuit against the uh, iPhone maker began in August of 2020. Oh my God, was it really? Jesus! Oh my gosh! Yeah, because redacted for privilege was like. Nearly two years old at this point now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it doesn't feel like it. That's my point. COVID was a weird time. No, nearly three years at this point. Jesus. Holy crap. Yeah, because it's not 2022, it's 2023. Jesus Christ. 
my gosh. Yeah, the lockdowns were a weird time. That was a weird time. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, in August 2020, after it had moved to circumvent Apple's 30% platform fees with a new direct payment option in Fortnite, leading to the game's removal from the App Store. So, yeah, okay, it's been three years since we covered this. I'll, I'll, I'll allow the... A, a I think up. that's okay. Yeah. To do an update after. Yeah, I was I was not covering. I'm not doing the Eugene Knackle, and that was pointless. We covered that weeks ago. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. Um, the iPhone maker has largely prevailed in the lawsuit to date. In April, the U.S. Uh, Ninth uh, Circuit Court of Appeals. Sorry, can you explain what the hell a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal is? <laughs> hey, this gets very very difficult. But I'll be. I'll try to break it down. Okay. So, in federal court, you have your, I think it starts at county level. I don't think it even starts at city. I think it's county level, because remember, each state's made up of counties. Yep. Uh, then from county level, it goes to state level. Yep. It's not the state Supreme Court, but it's the federal equivalent. Ah, okay. And then each section of the U.S. is divided into circuits oh yes i've i heard about circuits before yeah and i think there's 12 i could be wrong because that number changes a lot um and so that's your first level of appeals is that why you have nine to 12 supreme court justices then yes and that's the argument right now that a lot of people are having is that if we have 12 circuits we should have 12 justices you know? Yeah. Don't, if I'm picking the right number, somebody can correct me. I think it's 12. Um, which makes sense to me. Um, but, so having said that, yeah. So that's your first level of appeals. Then I think there's a second level of appeals. And then it goes to the Supreme Court. Okay. So they're on their way up. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for the explanation, because I didn't understand that. I'm sure we've got viewers yeah, and it's... listeners who definitely will not have got that too. That means they're getting really close to Supreme Court level, which okay. is the ultimate law of the land in the U.S. Awesome. Thank you. So, in April, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal... Uh, yeah, Ninth Court Circuit Court of Appeals. That is such yeah. a horrible name to say. <laughs> um, upheld a lower court judge's 2021 ruling largely uh, rejecting Epic's claims that Apple violated federal law by not allowing any com- uh, competing marketplace on its iOS platform. Um, however, they also agreed with a ruling that said Apple can no longer restrict developers from including links or buttons to take users to payment options outside of the, of the App Store, potentially reducing the sales commissions it receives. Uh, last week, the Ninth Circuit rejected petitions from Apple and Epic asking for the court to revisit its April decision, according to Reuters. Uh, in its request to the uh, Supreme Court, Apple's attorneys argued that the Ninth Circuit... Uh, overreached in issuing a nationwide injunction damn so this is a quote uh this must come from the uh the legal document filing by apple's uh attorneys i guess uh the district court issued a sweeping injunction prohibiting jesus sorry I mean no read so good today one of those nights uh prohibiting Apple from enforcing its anti-steering rules against all developers of iOS apps offered for distribution in the United States. Even though the sole named plaintiff, Epic Games Inc., did not seek or or obtain class 
Class certification. Class. Ugh. That's making it sound northern. Um, class certification <laughs> and didn't prove that an injunction running in favour of non parties was necessary to make it whole. Uh, basically, legal speak of I ain't got a clue what that means. <laughs> and to finish the article off, it says Epic can also ask the Supreme Court to hear its appeal. Right. So, I like to hear background. You know? You're going to take a background? No, I want to hear the back. Like, I want to know. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, like. All the like the emails. I want to know. I want to yeah, know, I'll, and I I'll, hope that they get. Because okay, what people don't know is that rejected for privilege that we recorded. Those were done with emails that I obtained. creatively obtained. That were soon quickly taken I, off I, the public. So, uh, all I'm gonna say is actually you did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. They were publicly available. It wasn't they even just. It that's wasn't, not my fault. No, that's the court's problem. But technically, if, I, I guess as a journalist, if you wanted to, you could have done a Freedom of Information Act uh, request to then gain the information yourself. It's true. I could have done that. I may do that for this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, do, it. do it. Yeah. Do it. Um, <laughs> yes. I am just like, I can't believe this is going on and on like this. But to be fair, everyone knows I'm an Apple girl. I can't stand Epic as a company. I play their games because that's what I do. But the people behind it, I'm not a big fan of. But in this instance, Apple's a little bit like, I don't know. It's kind of the Wild West because Apple set up its little kingdom. Yeah, under its and, uh, app store. Yeah, but it's like, how much in this world, in this globalization world, can you have a little kingdom like that? You know? Uh, and that's really what this all comes down to. Is who wants Apple to... Have a little kingdom? Yeah, who wants money? And who wants more money? Yeah. Yep, and this capitalistic society... I've got no problem with capitalism, but this is just ridiculous. Unregulated capitalism is the death. Anyway. <laughs> All right, commie. <laughs> you know what's funny? Okay, okay. Tangent time. So yesterday, I was I was hosting a party um, of older conservatives, British conservatives. Um, okay, thank thanks for that. I was glad you clarified. Yeah, yeah. I needed to clarify that. Uh, and uh, so also, like, uh, sorry, just so I know, affectionately, I, I say affectionately known as gammons yes 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 with full affections um so i was serving and i was serving i don't remember oh meatballs um i had made uh some homemade meatballs which is like an hors d'oeuvre which uh which seems appropriate because they've got pork in them so actually these were beef but yes but you can Um, you can have a mix it's actually quite nice to do so with both it is it is. Oh, fuck. Don't get me started. I love it. Oh, <laughs> don't use that against me. Clip uh, it. Clip it. But, uh, so I was serving uh, meatballs, and one of the guests was like, oh, are these actual meat? Are these vegan? I was like, oh, no, no, no. These are, you know, 100% beef. That's all I serve. And the guy goes, really? I would have thought that you, of all people, would be vegan. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yes, you're a socialist. <laughs> 
What? What? Ah, oh, it's conservative fighters for you. They're like, oh, way yes, over. Yes, I'm fully aware. Very of that. wealthy, very you know, totally different world. So much. You are socialist. What? What do you mean? So anyway, that's my vegan tangent. Back to the news, Pete. Oh, I don't really know what else to say about these two <laughs> two large companies being capitalistic, hating each other because of because of something as minuscule as a thirty percent. Pete, we should call this capitalist dicks. Capitalist. We may not. What have I always said about the SEO? I don't care about it usually, but we have to try. I know our numbers are going down. People, please support us. Um, I will try. Anyway. And, I'll try and sort something out so we can come up with some of a funny yeah. title, I guess. But go ahead, go on with the next story. Fine, I am going to go on to the next story, which, which I popped on our document as Red Dead Re Redemption. Oh, are we getting a remaster? Red Dead Redemption has been rated in Korea. Oh. So okay. let me read the story and let's discuss. This is such okay. a you story, I had to put it I in. A new rating for Red Dead Redemption has been published. Rockstar's 13-year-old game was classified again this month by South Korea's Game Rating and Administration Committee, which has a history of revealing upcoming titles prior to their official announcements. Uh, as spotted True. by Gamatsu, the new rating carries a classification number that refers to console games. So, okay. interesting. Okay. Uh, Red Dead Redemption previously released on PS3, Xbox 360 in May, but it was never been ported to PC. Interesting. Thanks. So, the new Korean classification is separate to existing ones for the original game, its Undead Nightmares collection, and its Game of the Year edition. Uh, VGT has contacted Rockstar for a comment on the new rating. Anyway, so this is coming. This is actually coming off the back of the fact that a Rockstar insider has previously leaked accurate information about the company's games. Um, claimed last year that remasters of both GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption were once planned, but had since been scrapped. Yep, yeah, I remember that. I remember that story. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. All along, uh, so the rest of this story is essentially just confirming details about what's happened with Red Dead since. So, uh, uh, having confirmed in early 22 that 2022 active development on GTA 6 was well on the way. There's more of more than an hour's worth of footage leaked last September, but that is all. There's not much else that we need to say about this story. So, what do you think? I I know that they've used the Korean. Uh game rating before like uh, a lot of news outlets have and they have been wrong before yes they have recent one i think it was resident evil but i could be wrong um no I, if i if i remember I rightly i think they leaked the com the confirmation of resident evil 4 remake maybe that was it but there was something that i wanted to happen and it had been on the ratings store and then they took it down and it didn't happen um but i can't remember now the point is, though, I would love a Red Dead remaster. Um, Red Dead, when it came out, which is 13 years ago, that's like a little human. That's crazy. I was back in Texas. 
Um, and that was probably the first Rockstar game I played all the way through. Because uh, it had me, like, hooked. Like, the story was great. The gameplay was great. Um, you could tie people to the rubber tracks, which sometimes it did. Uh, cool shit. You could do, yeah. And then, like... Um, there were some hilarious articles out at the time on Cracked.com. If anyone is old enough to remember Cracked.com, yes, Sean, I do remember Cracked. Oh, I lived for that site. That was the type of journalist I wanted to be back then. Um, and I reread some of my old stuff. I'm hilarious, Pete. I should be writing more. <laughs> I have not read a lot of your articles in the past, so I can't say that nope, for sure. You have it. Uh, but, but I, but I have, <laughs> and, uh, Wow, really? Very, well, you refuse to share them, that's why. I do. They're very irreverent, they're very not your typical... I don't believe in convention. Uh, I'm an unconventional conventionalist. Um, none of that is important, and what's important is that Red Dead's getting a remaster, and that makes me very happy. Um, I don't know, I think it would be a good PC game, I think. I think the controls could, because like GTA 5 is a good PC game. So I think the controls could port. Um, I would still play it on a controller if it was on PC. But if they made it look like Red Dead Redemption 2, I, I, I don't care. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it on all of them. I'll, I'll, I'll buy all console versions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You never played it. Yeah, that's true. But I would absolutely buy it if it got remastered. Yeah, I think you would like it. It, It is, I mean, the joke was at the time that it's GTA on a horse, and it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember buying it going, no, it's not, no, it's not. And then as I played it, yeah, it is. Uh, but it's fun, it's a huge world, Yeah, and it's got some music in there, it's really cool. Um, yeah, you you ride from Texas to Mexico and like this country song plays. It's so weird. Nice. And it's just like okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. I wasn't blown away gameplay in term for the gameplay of Red Dead Redemption Two. Obviously, I- the story is excellent. So I'd probably be more in for probably experiencing right. the story based on that because obviously, right. two is a prequel prequel but i will say that red dead redemption is more traditional i'd probably gel with it more than exactly because honestly the biggest drawback everyone knows red dead redemption 2 is one of my top i'd say top three games it is just i just effing love that game but i went back to replay it i would say recently but it was like a year ago and yeah that beginning part if you don't make it through an hour, an hour and a half of this beginning slog, you're not going to get to the actual good part of the game. I don't know why that first hour, hour and a half is terrible, but it is. It is, and I freely admit that. It, what, in two? It can turn in. Uh, yeah, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. I really um, like that first hour, though. It's slow, but it sets it, such an atmosphere. Oh, it is. Well, that's what it does. Is it's building an atmosphere... Um, I mean, and you can see all the really awesome mechanics of the horse private parts. Uh, Shrieking. Shrieking. (laughs) Like a shrieking violet. Which I didn't know because I don't have those kinds of body parts. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes. Yes, it does. 
<laughs> yeah, that's new to me. Um, I don't know anything about the male body. I'm sorry. Um, and then the way you could walk through the snow and it like stayed there. I don't know. Like those tiny little things are very, very important to me. Not the there was such a, a, a night to detail in that particular game, but uh, at what cost? Uh, yeah, yeah, because they hired people just to just to do that. Uh, um, also, I was talking about the unbelievable amount of crunch that they did to finish that game. They did. Uh, yeah, because I was during the whole crunch era expose time. Um, yes, which I got reminded about with watching a retrospective on The Last of Us the other day. Yeah, they all do it. I'm telling you, not that it's kind of this kind of goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning. Um, being raised in American woke work culture, I said woke culture, work culture. That too. Uh, that too. Uh, crunch culture is a way of life. It was never seen as something extra or something terrible to write news stories mm -hmm. about and blah blah. And when all these news stories first dropped, I was just like, a bunch of whiny pansy ass babies. Suck it up. You know, because I had pulled 13, 14 hour shifts uh, on some of the projects I had worked on with the newspaper and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then everything I talked about at the top of the show happened. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. The goal in life is not to work and then die. Yes. <laughs> it's just not. Punch culture sucks if, unless you voluntarily sign up for it and that's fine because some people are turned that way but a job should not require you to do anything like that nah no so. definitely not yep remember employment law exists to protect the employees not the employer unless you're in america but yes true anyway text. i am yes. i am gonna do something a little bit unusual here and I'm going to throw in a surprise story that never made it to the document. Which is okay, because I didn't read the document anyway. I know you didn't, but it doesn't matter anyway. So I've added a new story onto the document. Did you give it a cool title like you did the others? I did. Yay! Take me to space! Well, 2000. Wait, take you to space? World what? 2000. World 2000, okay. Now, anyone who's old will remember what Space World 2000 was. I actually don't. Remind me. Let me go through it. This is okay. why this is a surprise story. I need <laughs> one, one for me, alright? Oh, gosh, okay. Nearly an hour of unseen Nintendo Space World 2000 footage has now been remastered. Space World 2000. Why have I not known it? Space World 2000 was a convention that Nintendo used to put on to showcase all their upcoming games and announcements. That's what they called it? Yeah, Space World. Oh. I knew about, like, Nintendo game shows. Yeah, well, Space World 2000 was one of the what? originals. Okay, that's now, it. I just learned something. Okay, well, I'm going to go through this because this is something I've been incredibly interested in seeing for so many years. I'm sure. Yeah. Nearly an hour of unseen footage from Nintendo Space World 2000 has been, event has been restored and published online. Oh, so media executive and Ziff Davis vice president Aaron Dory has shared the 51-minute compilation of footage he shot at the event 23 Aww. years ago. So, according to Dory, 
The footage comes from a, his own source uh, tape archives and has been color corrected, semi-stabilized, and has a higher bitrate and or other improvements in order to make it look as clean as possible. And this is why this is interesting. The footage includes highlights from Nintendo's press conference at which the GameCube was officially revealed for the first time. Gosh, oh my gosh. It also shows footage from a live stage presentation, including the infamous Mario 128 demo. My goodness. Yeah, okay, we've heard, we'd heard this. rumblings of 128 for years, and there's been some small footage oh. shown online in very poor quality. However, that is not just it. Oh my goodness, we were like 12. Following this is around 15 minutes of footage from the show floor, including early tech demos for the likes of Wave Race, Metroid, and The Legend of Zelda. That's yes, not like all. Oh that is not God. all. Right here. Oh There's also God. footage of Luigi's Mansion, Star Wars, Meowth's Party, oh. and this is majorly disappointing because if you know the, the history, you'll know what this meant. It also included a brief glimpse of both Perfect Dark and Banjo-Kazooie. Neither of which would eventually be released on the console. No, because they were PlayStation. No, oh Xbox. Gosh. Oh, remember well, Rare got purchased Rare. by Microsoft around this time. Was Banjo Kazooie on PlayStation? Banjo, no, Banjo Kazooie is always on Nintendo. It was on sixty-four. Oh, okay. See, I get all that muddled like that. But it was supposed to be the Banjo Tooie sequel was supposed Thanks. to come to GameCube originally. Which is actually oh known as Banjo Free. Also, that's not all. The video ends, and this is the final thing, with 11 minutes of footage of a roundtable Q&A with Shigeru Miyamoto, whose answers are being translated into English. Aww. So Dory notes that some of the footage is shaky because he wasn't using a tripod at the time, pointing out that it wasn't considered necessary because it being shot for online coverage and at the turn of the millennium, online video only tended to last a few seconds anyway. It did, because it was AVIs. I remember that very I well. remember AVIs. Mm-hmm. I thought so, it was so modern. Uh, I'm going to include the link to the video for yes. anyone who wants to check this out because... Well, this is my viewing for tonight of the podcast. That is so wonderful. See, that kind of stuff, it's weird. Because if you were like to tell me, oh, we have uh, E3 footage from 2019. I think that was the last E3. Uh, it was, yes. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know. But tell okay. me tell me you have footage from the very first E3. That's a I'm different there. matter. Like, I... I don't get why that happens. I can't explain that mechanic. Uh, but I was talking to, to someone about this not too long ago. How, like, you know, a video that's two, three years old. Eh, give me 10, 20 years old. I'm like, mm. get the popcorn out. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Right. Oh, that's anyone so who's in cool. our current live chat, it's in the, it's in the, in there. So oh. anyone who wants to watch. Oh, 
that was such a oh. oh hot damn i've seen another video that he's added on as well oh my god oh, goodness. satori water's unseen speeches from london in oh. 2006 oh god Wait, i'm you. i'm Wait, delving down the rabbit you. hole tonight <laughs> anyway so yeah this is this is super Great. cool because, oh, like I said, I, as a big Nintendo fan, the reveal of the GameCube was something that was yeah. shrouded in complete was... secrecy at the time. But yeah. the fact that we got small snippets of a, of that demo of 120, Mario 128 was just insanity. Well, and I, I still mean, remember um... that footage as clearly as anything as well. So I, rem I wonder if it's exactly the same as I remember it. Where it is 128 Mario's running across a, a level that is literally pixel Mario. My gosh, I'll have to check. This my out. God, if I, if I remember that from 2000 like and five when oh I last watched God. it, then that's quite astonishing. It's so weird because it's like talking about the early 2000s or whatever. It doesn't feel that long ago. Mm. I don't feel especially nostalgic about it because it doesn't feel old to me it's 23 years ago i am like 23 i was 12 and that was like the mm -hmm. height that was mm -hmm. the height of nintendo for me because i you know like i said i always joke about how i have a switch i don't play it that's now back yeah. then it was just nintendo nintendo yeah. nintendo until i got a playstation that that was like Oh my gosh, yeah, I gotta see that. Oh, that's such a good... I'm watching, I'm watching yeah. the hell out of this later. So, yeah. anyway, small deviation had to include that because I saw yes. it. Yes, I think that was a good inclusion. Yes. However, let, uh -oh. the, let the good news stop for a moment. Uh -oh. Because Banjo Disappeary? Hmm? Oh, oh dear. Um, Banjo-Kazooie devs unsure the, quote, audience is there for a new game I mean I think I think the audience is there I think you'd have to update it but I mean that was such that's such an important game in the whole era of you know Banjo-Kazooie and Tui yeah Tui and Nuts and Bolts and Nuts and Bolts Jack and Dexter Daxter. oh um, Ratchet and uh, Clank Ratchet and Clank, um, Spyro, Crash, Spyro, all of the oh, Crash, that's the one, Crash yeah. Bandicoot, Gex, all of that. Oh God, Gex. <laughs> yeah, but all of that was like, I mean, all right, fine, you know, God, it's hard to say because it's like, what's tinged with nostalgia and what was actually good? Mm. The audience is there. Yes, you'll have to update it. You'll hundred percent have to update it to to current trends and you could build a new audience but the built-in okay. audience is there i feel like shall i read the story and then we can go into oh, this a yes. bit more yes because also they should bring back viva pinata but yes Pete, let's get into story. that in a bit anyway so um key members of the original banjo kazooie team have said that they're doubtful a new entry into the beloved 3d platformer franchise will re will release in the near future so while do whilst dormant for some years following the last game in 2008, 2008, it was 15 oh years. Oh, oh, Pete, stop seeing the times. I'm gonna have. A I know, time. but that's my shock as well. Uh, the Banjo Kazooie franchise has has become more prominent lately. Last year, the N64 original was added to Switch Online. Mm -hmm. we'll get into that in a bit. Um, 
and before that Banjo and Kazooie were added as playable characters in Super Smash Bros. Yes. Ultimate in probably what is one of the hypest uh, reveal trailers. People went cray cray. I love the trailer too. I don't even play Super Smash Bros. I just went crazy because of all the greatness in that trailer. Yeah, it was really well done, which means they understand their audience. Oh, there's definitely scope. For uh, Brent, uh, the and Nana, we may cover that soon. So, in 2020, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said that any revivals of classic Rare franchises were up to Rare itself. I remember him saying that. However, speaking to VGC as part of an extended interview to mark Banjo-Kazooie's 25th anniversary, um, a group of original Rare team members have said they're not expecting a new game anytime soon. And, despite a $3 million Kickstarter and over 1 million copies yeah. sold for their spiritual successor, Playtonic Games' ukulele, so this might answer your question, Nana, composer Grant Kirkhope questioned whether the audience was truly there for a new game. This is a quote, I feel like we'd have to get a team with... Uh, I feel like you'd have to get a team with the humour that we had back then, and that is hard to replicate. Um, I think Rare would be open to somebody if they found the right team, but I don't feel like that team exists. Also, I'm not convinced the audience is there either. I don't feel like there are many Banjo fans out there. Now, uh, that's where I think Grant Kirkhope is unfortunately wrong. I'm going to agree with you there. Anyway, I've got a new... Uh, got more, more of a quote here. I'll read through the rest of the quote, oh, okay. I think. So, uh, the whole Smash Brothers thing was spectacular. It really was. I think all the team that worked up, worked on that game had a tear in their eye when Banjo turned up in Smash Brothers. It was just an unbelievable release of emotion. Seeing all those fans crying on video was heartwarming, and we all felt it. That was a once-in-a-lifetime event when that happened. But I still, I still feel like there is that multi-million-dollar thing within Banjo Kazooie. I'm not convinced it's there. Seems so illogical. Sorry, I said, I is there that multi-million dollar thing? That's what I meant. Is there? Oh, there's more more to quote here. Oh, Ooh, there's a okay. lot more quotes here. Sorry, let me go through. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, Grant added, I do feel sometimes... Uh, I do sometimes feel that we exist in a kind of Banjo-Kazooie bubble where it sounds like a big, great big noise, but how big is that But how big that bubble is, I don't know. Outside of that bubble, how big is that audience? I can't disagree. Honestly, I can't disagree with him on that point. The Banjo fans are very vocal, but outside of that, how many of them really are there? The thing, that's the whole key. You have your core audience. I've said this on so many other games that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Halo, also. Your core audience is what you build off of, so... You give them all of their... Everything they want. And then you add little extras. It's like a daisy. So, the core. And then you add little extras. And those little extras go out. And they get you more audience to bring in. And build from. So you would have to add modern elements. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think Ratchet and Clank has done that, to be fair. Kind of has. Anyway, let me read some more statements. 
Oh, okay. See, I'm ready to talk about this. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was more statements because not okay. only is Grant Kirkhope not the only one who's spoken about this. Lead oh. programmer Chris Sutherland also oh, okay. went on the record to echo what Kirkhope stated. For a long time, there was a doubt whether there was any audience for that type of game. Of course, there's some audience. But is there enough to justify the kind of scale... Um, kind of... Uh, the kind of scale of game you would need now for a first-party title. Obviously, Nintendo does well with their platformers, but that's Nintendo, and they're they've often, and they're often the exception to the rule. That's the big question. The characters themselves, like we've seen with Smash Brothers, people have a love for them, but do they love that game? And if you made a different kind of game, would you be would you be back to a nuts and bolts thing? where it wasn't what they're expecting. I'm still hoping that something will appear and we'll all be proved wrong. One or the other. It needs to be a conglomeration of the two worlds. Poor fans and new fans. Yes. And Halo failed at that. Okay. They had potential and they failed. But Banjo could do it because Banjo's cute. <laughs> and cute. Let me get skills. to that. Oh, okay. Be because character designer Steve Mouse okay, argued that go. the best way to revive the Banjo-Kazooie se series would be via a modern remaster so that the rights holder Microsoft could keep costs down and gauge interest from players. Quote, I've said before that would be the way to do it because obviously it takes so much money to create a brand new top-end game that the sensible thing to do would be kind of a remaster to test the waters and see if the audience is there. But importantly, I think it would have to come out on a Nintendo platform as well. This guy, I like the way he thinks. I'm on mm. board. Is he 25? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, Kirk <laughs> concluded by stating that he believed one studio that could do justice to a Banjo revival could be one of his old collaborators. Ooh. Interesting. So, quote, I have to say, having worked with Ubisoft Milan on the two Mario Rabbit games, I believe that they would make a great Banjo game. I've said okay. it to them a couple of times. I really feel like they've got that passion that we've had back in the day at Rare. I didn't think I'd meet anybody that had that passion, but I really, ha I really feel they have. But if you want to see this entire conversation, there is an hour... Uh, interview on YouTube which will be linked Here. in this article so you can go and listen to the full thing yourself which I will be doing at work tomorrow oh okay I might skip that one you'll have to fill me in I will. if there's anything <laughs> major that wasn't included within this then I will let you know I think that there is scope and room for it I will say this I did play the uh, ukulele demo Mm -hmm. uh, that was available on something. I don't remember. It's been so long. I didn't like it. No, um, not many people really liked the original ukulele. No. It was something about it was janky. It wasn't funny. I don't know. It just. It was like all the parts were there, but the soul wasn't there. Yeah. I care about. Uh, so I, I think they could do it. But you know what? All I really want is Viva Pinata. Yes. Yes, I do. Please give me that. I would I would ready. like a new Viva Pinata to come out or even just like I said a remaster of the first two games would be nice. Yeah. 
You know what? A remaster and the ability to play it on the iPad. <laughs> well, you would be able to. It's called Game Pass. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. I do. Um, but actually, but, funnily but, enough, now that I've got the Nintendo Online uh, expansion pass, right? I've been looking for games to play on holiday. Right. I think it's about time I pulled the trigger on Banjo Kazooie for the first time. Do it, Pete. Yeah, it's exactly what you. It's a platformer. You'll love it. I mean, I don't know how the controls will be on the Switch, obviously, but the original controls were a little bit. Little That's bit always what felt like it was looked a bit off to me, but. I know yeah. that the writing is absolutely solid, and it's supposed to be one yes. of the, one of the best games out there. It's a great, it's great writing. It's a great storyline. It is funny. Um, it's not as irreverent as, let's say, like Crash Bandicoot or whatever. But you know, it's so good. I yeah. don't know. It's good. It's rare, rare video game. Really yeah, rare at the time. It's so good. They were at the top of their game, and nobody they could were. dethrone them. They were, Absolutely. in fact, they they essentially made the N sixty four. It's huh? it's biatch. Yes. <laughs> well, all the top sellers of that console were Perfect Dark, Golden Eye, Banjo Kazooie, exactly. Banjo Tooie. Yep. And probably, I would say, Boss Calls probably was in there too. But you know. And they did great on the original PlayStation as well. No, they didn't. So... On the original Xbox, you would say. They never oh, went a PlayStation. Yeah, I had a, I had uh and Pinata I had on PlayStation. It has to be. No, it was an Xbox 360 exclusive. Is it really? Yes, it was. See, this is what happens when you get old. All that stuff blends together. Yeah, so the problem it was, was so, wasn't it? So um, the way that Rare got started out is that they were... Um, they were oh. developing games for all consoles at the time, but they were mostly utilizing their technology on um, uh, reverse engineering the Famicom. Right. Uh, then, because of that, they then pitched stuff to Nintendo. Nintendo then actively bought shares right. in them, meaning that they became a second-party studio. They never developed for anything else until their acquisition by Microsoft, in which they then worked solely for Microsoft. Fun fact, did you know that Rare developed the avatars for the 360? Silly. Yes. I used to love those. I Everyone mean, I did. still have mine, but I, I like, loved and loved them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, so... No, I guess not. I guess it was Xbox 360. It had to have been. Yeah, there's okay. yeah, I never... It, it all I remember that specific little thing that says only on 360. Right, okay. I mean, and now I've got Rare Replay. Uh, well, there you go. I've got Rare yeah. Replay too. Yeah, it's fun. It is. Uh, but anyway, next story, Pete. Uh, final story. But this is a big one. Final story. Because whilst this is a little bit slightly outdated, let's be honest. Uh-huh. This comes from gamesindustry.biz. Not my favourite source, but it seems to be one of the one, only ones that did this. Everything we learned from the Microsoft versus the FTC hearing. Strap in, I gotta Sorry? Strap in, I gotta know. <laughs> uh, okay, because, uh, yeah, there was some stuff. There was some really? pretty big stuff that actually came out of this, which is why I think oh. we should probably cover it. So, give me yeah. a second. I am going down to day one. 
there's a lot to cover. So I'm going to try and rapid fire through a fair bit of this as much as I can. So anything I find interesting, we will quickly run over. Okay. So they've been very nice. And like I said, I'll include this in our sources so you can go and have a look for yourself. But I don't want to bore you with too much information. So uh, day one coming from June 22nd. Uh, yes, it's been a while since we've covered news. Been a while. No. Um, uh, Xbox Vice President Sarah Bond testified that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick demanded special treatment, specifically a more favourable revenue share, and threatened to pull Call of Duty from the Xbox platform if Microsoft didn't agree. Bond also explained that the platform holder gave Activision this new share because it had players whose expectations we wanted to meet. I hate him. I don't hate anybody. But uh, essentially, what we what we've learned all the way through this entire thing is that uh, Bobby Kotick has played both sides like a damn fiddle. He's awful. He's just a terrible person, and I can't stand him. I really yes. can't. I don't yep. have any time for him. Uh, on a related note, Bond admitted that Microsoft occasionally agrees to an eighty twenty revenue split rather than the traditional seventy thirty, but only where it believes it was critical to get content. Yeah, I, I 100% I support that, yeah. Yeah, according to uh, sorry, according to IGN, Bond also complained the majority of Xbox cloud game gaming players use it as a console feature, e.g. starting to play a game while it downloads in the background rather than a service. Yes, I, I yes, uh, that's me. Yes, yes, that was me I'm, too. I have ADD, I can't, I, I have to. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, the Verge also reported a Bond revealed that Xbox is working on an ex and a dedicated version of Xbox Cloud Gaming separate from Game Pass Ultimate, yep. but the operational costs are higher and Microsoft has since made partnerships with other cloud gaming services. That was in the Epic uh, Apple. It, yeah, it was. So, yeah. Right. So that, that's not new. You know, okay. Uh, an email. So an email from PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan shared in court and reported by AGN shared the exec was initially unconcerned by the proposed acquisition uh, writing two days after the deal was announced and this is the funny thing he should probably have remembered that he wrote this on an official sony email i'm sure he remembered I um, that he said that it was not an xbox exclusivity play at all and microsoft was thinking bigger than that quote he added that he was a uh, he was sure, uh, pretty sure we will continue to see cod on playstation for many years to come and the company will be Okay, more than okay. Hmm? And I quote. What changed him? What changed him to that thing he said where he was like, I don't care, I just don't want it on your platform. It's the money, 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 money. <laughs> I hate greed so much. Yep. Anyway, things. right. Uh, court documents revealed by uh, reviewed by IGN suggested the expected starting period for the next generation of consoles is 2028. Eight years after the launch of the PS5 and Series X and S, estimate, the estimate came up during discussions of Microsoft's proposed 10-year deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, saying the terms, saying the terms uh, guarantee the series will continue on to the next Sony console and guarantee pure, uh, parity with Xbox versions. Right. Um, Axios's um, Stephen Tortillo shared comments from Jim Ryan, who said Sony would not be able to share details of the next PlayStation console with a Microsoft-controlled Activision. 
Uh, Ryan believed Activision will be will not be incentivized to develop games that would make you uh, make user of any device features that were not available for the next Xbox. Um, Totillo also uh, reported on the FTC's claims that the 10-year deals between Microsoft and, and companies such as NVIDIA and Nintendo promising Xbox and Activision games for their platforms are filled with loopholes and speculative comments or commitments. Sorry. I mean, that's business. That part is just normal business. He's just scraping the barrel there yeah uh, a court filing spotted by the verge ahead of the hearing saw microsoft continue uh, continue to position itself as the underdog of the console space the platform holders lawyers wrote xbox has lost the console wars and its rivals are positioned to continue to dominate including by leveraging exclusive content xbox has consistently ranked third in consoles behind playstation and nintendo they're not wrong i was gonna say remember i'm an xbox girl I'm a fangirl, and I know the numbers. Xbox lags far behind the other consoles. That's that's a known thing. Little. That's not technically correct, but it's mostly correct. <laughs> Mainly because... Correct. The best kind of correct. Not in this situation, it's not, I'm afraid. So in this situation, because the, the lines have been blurred by console generations because of Nintendo... Yeah. They were third behind PlayStation 3 and the Wii, but they were second behind the PlayStation 3 and the Wii U. Because we had a year of the Wii U before we had the, the Xbox One. I forget that. That is true. But uh, they, as far as consoles go, it, they've consistently been in third. Their, yep. their, their game, quote-unquote, no pun intended, is not hardware it's always been software it's microsoft microsoftware you know mm. um you know that's that's where they make their play and no playstation shouldn't feel threatened but anyway continue on pete so i can yeah uh there is a good point regarding this uh raised by brent regarding not sharing ps6 specs with activision they did the same with Yo mo yang there's no native oh, yeah. ps5 version of minecraft because of it uh, however, on the other side of things, Microsoft have shared dev kits of the the Xbox yes. mm -hmm. to one particular studio under PlayStation's banner for MLB The Show. Oh, right. So it seems to only go one way. Yeah. Anyway, so Ars Technica has reported that the FTC pointed to ZeniMax exclusives on Xbox platforms as powerful evidence that Microsoft's assurance of multi-platform Call of Duty cannot be trusted. The commission said that Microsoft's actions speak louder than words, noting that all ZeniMax titles announced since the acquisition have been exclusive to Xbox. Starfield, Elder Scrolls and now Indiana Jones have also been made exclusive. Microsoft claimed that the situation would will be more akin to the availability of Minecraft on all platforms, but the SDC said, quote, the context for Call of Duty is very different. Uh, Axios reported that Xbox Game Studios boss, Matt Booty, uh, was further questioned about Microsoft's exclusivity strategy, with the SDC uh, lawyers citing uh, emails Booty wrote in 2019 and 2021. I can't help it, I'm just going to say that. Um, in which he Wish said there was that. no effing way Microsoft should bring its titles to rival platforms and services. 
Booty acknowledged he was frustrated at the time over the NVIDIA's handling of Microsoft's games on GeForce Now, and NVIDIA initially added uh, companies' libraries automatically, but that Microsoft's strategy has since changed. Booty has also said that he... Uh, Microsoft would have to adjust graphics and assets to get Call of Duty running on the Switch. According to The Verge, FTC argued that it would essentially be a new version of the game and elsewhere suggested it did not want Switch to be included in its definition of the console market. That is disgraceful. Um, Uh, Yes, Nana, it was confirmed a couple of years ago that we are getting an Indiana Jones game and I believe... It is IO Interactive that are working on it. Yeah, no, no, it. no, 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 sorry. That, that's James, it? no, that's James Bond. They're working on, oh, IO yeah. are working on a James Bond game. Yes. It is Bethesda and it? Machine Games. Oh. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, machi- is- yeah, Machine Games are working. So yeah, upcoming Indiana Jones title from Zenimax, Machine Games, confirmed oh, as an Xbox okay. exclusive. I saw some footage of it, and there's potential yeah. there. I haven't um, seen anything. I don't want to know about it until um, until it comes out, because uh, my my expectations with Indiana Jones are very very low at the moment, considering the, uh, the dialysis of Destiny. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh gosh, Pete. Um, yeah, like I absolutely adore Indiana Jones as a character. Yeah, me too. But there are only three like- films. And see, for me, I actually love the first two. Not so fussed on the third, but I still like it. It's okay, you know? Nah, third After one's that. one of the best. See, some people think that. I actually Fantastic. Don't. What an ending as well. P- wraps up everything perfectly. But I feel like it wrapped it up too well. Let's go, uh, Junior. <laughs> um, but, having said... Uh, it was pretty good. It was a Steven Spielberg ending. I miss old Steven Spielberg. Let's not get into that, because I do miss that. <laughs> That's a tangent we could very clearly go on. Oh my gosh, we really could. Um, oh, There's no director compared to 80s, 90s Spielberg. Okay. Jurassic yes. Park. Right, can I, anyway. can I run through these quickly? Because I'm going to cover oh, okay. some of these, because I Sorry, think yeah. this next one is quite big. That's right, Brent. You got it. That's what I was thinking of. That's yep, correct. Sorry. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Perfect dark. Moving yeah. to day two, which was Feb- uh, which was June twenty third, for a Friday. This is where things start to get fun. Because because as if Booty wasn't involved, it wasn't going to be fun. We've now got Big Phil getting involved and actually having to testify on day two. Ew. Yes. Xbox game boss, uh, Bill Spencer, was the big name on the witness stand on day two. Axios reported he told the court, quote, We do not model our success at the sole expense of other, platform, other platforms. He also talked about the multifaceted relationship with Sony, discussing how the two work together to ship games on PlayStation, but adding that deals like exclusivity for Final Fantasy XVI are trying to, quote, reduce his Xbox survival in the market. He also clarified the Microsoft's gaming team runs as a standalone profit and loss business inside the wider company, and it is expected to be profitable rather than losing money over time. In fact, he said the expectation for better results than being a third behind Sony and Nintendo led to the push into mobile gaming, in part through the Activision Blizzard acquisition. 
Spencer even told Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley he would swear under oath that Xbox will continue releasing Call of Duty on PlayStation. Under oath. Woof. He told the court Xbox had, quote, no strategy to win organically in mobile gaming. Necessitate necessitating the big acquisition. In fact, he revealed Microsoft originally spent considering time working on a bid to buy Zynga uh, before deciding in needing to have something that was even bigger, referring to Activision-owned Candy Crush creators King. Zynga was then purchased by Take-Two Interactive for $12.7 billion. It was announced two weeks before Microsoft's proposed acquisition. That's the Xbox. In the Epic Apple, it know. was yes. So um, the Xbox also claimed that Microsoft was worried it would lose Starfield to PlayStation, following exclusivity deals for uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. He said the Bethesda yeah. acquisition helped Xbox to secure content for its platform and quote remain viable in business end quote. Uh, Spencer also blamed Sony for the lack of a native PlayStation 5 version of Minecraft. Thanks, Brent. I was getting to the... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Claiming Sony did not give Microsoft access to development kits ahead of the console's launch, quote, which puts us at a disadvantage rela- relative to other developers. When asked why Microsoft hadn't launched a PS5 version since the console launch, Spencer said Xbox had been looking at ways to, quote, maximize the success of Minecraft. A significant portion of the day was also spent with the FTC trying to define relevant markets, including whether or not this including Nintendo Switch. Screw you, FTC. They're the biggest... Con- they've sold really more than everything else. Um, oh in its comprehensive roundup of the day's events, IGN reported that Microsoft ve- uh, varies whether it includes Nintendo Switch in its internal metrics based on its data it's looking at. Uh, the FTC has also made some missteps in its cross-examination of Spencer, such as asking why Microsoft couldn't use the $68.7 billion for Microsoft, uh, for Activision Blizzard acquisition on the type of exclusivity deals that Sony makes. This led to Spencer explaining to the FTC's lawyers how financials related to acquisitions actually work. Hey. Damn, Phil, you throw in shade. That's right. Oh, I love him so much. Yeah. So some of this is quite intense. And right, moving on to day three. (laughs) Much of the attention, so this is from uh, Tuesday, June 27th. So we had a recess for the long weekend. Oh, right. Much of the attention for the third day session went on Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan, who appeared via a pre-recorded deposition early in the day. Oh, you, you coward. Oh, you coward. Oh, oh, lying Jim Ryan. He just didn't... Oh. Unbelievable. I didn't even know that. That's ridiculous. Oh, I can't stand him. Chicken. Um, so, but anyway, so some of it states in the article, oh. some of the below details are, are the highlights. So, quote... So Xbox's original proposal to keep Activision Blizzard uh, games on PlayStation and Call of Duty, quote, was not meaningful. Uh, according to Ryan, because key titles were missing. For example, the offer included uh, Overwatch, but not Overwatch 2. Uh, this deal was not negotiated. Spencer sent it to Ryan via email, and Ryan j- rejected it without a counter-proposal. Well, that's your problem, Wait. then. 
Yeah, exactly. That's not on. That's not oh, business. Anyway, uh, the uh, PlayStation boss was initially less concerned about Microsoft owning Activision as he hoped Sony would still reach an agreement with both parties. But an email from Phil Spencer on August 20, uh, 26, 2022, quote, really set alarm bells ringing. That is, you can tell that he is a Brit because that is a very, very Brit quote. Oh, uh, although the content had uh, has not been discussed, uh, Ryan reiterated that Sony believes that Microsoft intends uh, to use Call of Duty to disadvantage PlayStation, and that a, por- a portion of Sony's US players who solely or primarily spend their gaming time on Call of Duty would be at risk of abandoning a console for Xbox. Oh, why do I have to mention this name? According to Kotaku. Bleh. Uh, Ryan also suggested Microsoft games are more popular in the US than in any other territories because the majority, quote, involves an element of shooting and online multiplayer. Wow, great way to denigrate all of all of America to being mass shooters. Well done. Yo loves them shooting games. Oh my Love god. Our guns. Oh my god. My god. Um Sorry, I am editorialising this like absolute crazy, and I apologise for it, but this is just so ridiculous. This is our show. It is an editorialising show. That's what we do. I know, but I try to be as I try to be as uh, middle down the road as possible when reading the stories. This is over the top. We're at crazy land. Go on, Yeah, okay. So, even partial foreclosure of Call of Duty on on PlayStation would harm Sony's business uh, because it would quote result in some something of a degraded experience for PlayStation users. Uh, Ryan acknowledged that Microsoft honestly, uh, honored existing PlayStation exclusive details for Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. He said he fundamentally has no quarrel with Redfall being made an Xbox exclusive. And on Starfield he said, I don't like it, but I don't view it as anti-competitive. Activision Blizzard's current obligation to release Call of Duty on PlayStation will expire at the end of 2024. Ryan believes cloud gaming will become a meaningful component of how gamers uh, access games between 2025 and 2035. PlayStation now has a subscriber base of 3 million before being folded into the revamped PS Plus. Although Ryan said this was not a large audience in the context of our business. He also stated that there was a three-month period in early 2021 where the Xbox Series X and S sales exclude... Uh, exceeded those of PlayStation 5 due to supply issues and that Sony's console has remained ahead since then. VGC reported Uh that Ryan told investors in early 2022, around a month after the Activision deal was announced, that publishers, quote, unanimously do not like Game Pass because it's value destructive. Ryan also believes that Sony's acquisition of Bungie will benefit the platform holder more than if it had acquired Activision Blizzard, IGN reported, primarily due to the Destiny Studios' experience with live service games. I'll say, we said it right here on the show, they acquired uh, Bungie solely for their experience. We said it on this show, we've said it twice on this show, and there they are saying it right there. They didn't acquire Bungie for Destiny and, and all of its uh, playership. Yep. It's because Bungie has the best experience and the most successful experience on live service games. It does. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, obviously I'm a Bungie fangirl and I'm an Xbox fangirl and a Bethesda fangirl. The Bungie acquisition is 
official. Pete has now put on an Xbox hat. Um, the PlayStation shirt. <laughs> uh huh. What does that say? ID at Ox. Okay. Um, but uh, I would say yes, from a business standpoint of view. Um, Bungie or a PlayStation Sony's acquisition of Bungie it's far more valuable than Microsoft's uh, acquisition of Activision. Mm. And that that's a big thing to say, but it's also the truth because they're not just getting games, they're getting experience that no one else in the business has had has had as successful run. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That came out wrong, but you know what I'm saying. I do know yeah. what you mean. Right. Yeah. Day 4. Things oh, gonna... gosh. This one is not the most exciting of days, so I'll read a couple of key points because then day five is a real big one. That's what she said. So Sony had some uh, redaction issues. Some, as some oh. of the documents filed still allowed people to read the covered words. Hilarious. As a result, no, those. this is so interesting, oh. by the way. Good, here we go, here we go. As a result, we now know that The Last of Us Part 2 cost $220 million to develop with close to 200 staff, while Horizon Forbidden West cost $212 million and had 300 staff. Oh my gosh, holy freaking crap. Yeah, yeah, the document also revealed that one million PlayStation users only play Call of Duty, and estimated that the service, uh, the series, accounted for eight hundred million in Sony's twenty twenty one US revenues and one point five billion globally. Also suggested this year's Call of Duty is the last in PlayStation's exclusive marketing contract with Activision. These documents have since been taken offline by the court. See. And this is their editorial, but let's be honest, that horse has well and truly bolted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sony wasn't the only one to struggle with with redaction. For God's sakes, these are multi-billion dollar corporations. Find in any instance, not just this, but even in security breaches, you know what the biggest uh, handicap of anything, anything that goes wrong out there in the world human error yes always it's not, is. It, it, it always comes down it's human error yeah and i know it is anyway there. let me go through it so a microsoft document revealed the final eight companies considered for acqu- acquisition prior to the company shifting to activision blizzard shared by axios steven Tadillo, the list shows xbox was hoping to purchase one or more of the following thunderful supergiant games niantic Playrix, Zynga, IO Interactive, and or Scopely, and Bungie. Yep. Hmm. I'm not sure why they would try to repurchase Bungie. Can't even fathom. Hmm. I wish they would have. Anyway. Could it be for a certain (laughs) Halo? I think it's 100% that. Yeah. Anyway, so in addition to the 100-plus companies Microsoft considered acquiring during prior to its deal with Activision Blizzard, the Xbox firm apparently prepared to bid to buy Square Enix in 2019. Eurogamer reported, dubbed Project Phoenix, the initiative was decided to give Xbox a larger, 
a larger audience in Japan, more titles that would be launch day and date on Game Pass, and future Square Enix games that would would uh, preference Project Scarlet or Scarlet mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I think it's Scarlet. I, I don't know, but yeah. I think that might be a typo, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So during during his time in the court, uh, Satya, Satya Nadella, wow, that was nearly, uh, lamented the use of console exclusives, report, according to VGC, citing his experience of, of a Microsoft that, quote, always believed software would run on as many platforms as possible. He said Sony... He said Sony, the dominant player in the console space, has, quote, defined market competition using exclusives, and so, that's the world we live in. I have no love for that world. Uh, Nadella uh, uh, said most people use cloud gaming as an uh, as an adju- adjunct. Adjunct, yeah. Yeah, to their consoles, PCs, and or phones. Yeah. And that he does not see the technology as strictly substitute for the console. Yes. Yeah, like, I use cloud gaming very much on everything. Is it a substitute? I mean, Ooh. Luna would be... Okay. I just, I'm not going to replace, I'm not going to replace my Xbox with, you know, let's say a Luna system. Sure. It wouldn't be a console, okay. but you know what I mean? I I'm always stand... going to have a console. Yeah, mm-hmm. I stand slightly corrected, by the way, because it wasn't oh. day five that was a big day. Day four oh. was the big day. Oh. Because... A certain Bobby Scrot, oh, well, sorry, Bobby Kotick. Um, <laughs> apologies. Um, also took to the stand where he admitted he made a quote bad judgment in not bringing Call of Duty to the Switch. He explained that he was quote concerned about how much Nintendo was trying to accomplish with the Switch and didn't think it was going to be wildly successful. With six years and over 125 million units under the Switch, but Switch's belt. Kotick recognised that that was a bad decision on my part. You know what, Kotick? All of your decisions are bad decisions on your part. Uh, expanding on this, The Verge reported that Kotick said Activision Blizzard, quote, will likely make a Call of Duty for the new Nintendo console. Although he adds there are no specific plans. It, it was also claimed that he did not know about Microsoft's promise to bring Call of Duty to Switch until it was reported by the press and that Activision, quote, doesn't have any present plans. Uh, Kotick also has a, quote, general aversion to the idea of multi-game subscription services, uh, believing they are, quote, not the best way to enable players to make their investments. He also later acknowledged that a lot of people at his company disagree with this. Oh, I can't stand him. So oh, this I is, can't this stand was reported him. by Tweaktown's Derek Strickland. Uh, he reported that Kotick was also asked whether he sees a reason why Microsoft or Xbox might want to make Call of Duty exclusive to its platforms. CEO stated, no, it would alienate over 100 million active uh, monthly active players. We would have a revolt if we were to remove the game from one platform. He was later asked whether his developers um, would ever create a subpar game for certain platforms, like referring to Sony's concern. Uh, Activision would release a poorer quality Call of Duty title for PlayStation. To this, he responded, no. For starters, you'd uh, generate vitriol from gamers, which w- would be well-deserved, cause reputational damage. Most people who make games take pride in the work that they do, and they want to develop the best experiences that they can. Emails between Microsoft and Sony negotiating the availability of Activision games on PlayStation referred to in Jim Ryman's pre- 
pre-recorded deposition have been made available. Eurogamer took a closer look, reporting that Ryan had also requested the equal treatment of Bethesda games. Another document uncovered by uh, Stephen Totillo showed a statement from uh, Microsoft CFO Amy Hood, who said the possibility of making Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox was never assured or discussed with me, nor was it mentioned in any of the presentations or discussions with the board of directors. Sorry, I can't hear A broken clock is always right twice, twice a day. Twice a day. Yes, it is. So Bobby Coates, it gets to be right once or twice. Yeah. I still R can't stand it. Okay. So, right, final day. So the final day was more of concluding, uh, closing arguments, you know, the usual like. So... Yes. Um, so these are the highlights from the past 24 uh, those past 24 hours. FTC once again emphasizes the pull and call of duty from PlayStation would result in a share shift towards Microsoft and Xbox according to the Verge. It was stressed about the concern over harm to consumers not harm to Sony. Commission would also draw to the potential impact on competition in the cloud gaming space. Uh, Microsoft responded to this by observing that uh, few believe cloud to be an economically viable model. Although the judge countered with the fact that the FTC is thinking about the future, uh, Microsoft called the FTC's concerns, quote, absolutely absurd. Uh, because of its string of 10-year deals that is signed with cloud, uh, cloud service providers. Microsoft lawyers added that uh, in exclusivity deals happen all the time, once again suggesting it's Stoney's driving this practice and that timed exclusivity, or partial foreclosure to put it in legal vernacular, is quote, part of competition, not part of anti-competitive behaviour. They're not wrong! Mm. So, uh, Judge Corley said the entire process seems to centre around the concern of the competition for this one shooter video game. Wow, we're, real way to uh, identify with the gamers. Really yeah. shows that you really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and questioned whether this case would even be in court if Sony had agreed to Microsoft's proposed 10-year deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. To which the FTC responded that it, would, it still would due to the other concerns outside the console market such as cloud gaming. Uh, when it first began its opening argument, the FTC focused on Call of Duty and AAA games. Judge Corley asked which Bethesda games would be com comparable to Call of Duty, to which the FTC said, Elder Scrolls. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. You're so very wrong there. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, and they no. can pull those sales um, up. <laughs> uh, yes, they can. Uh, yep. Because, um, hang on. Let me think about this one for a sec. Wasn't the Elder Scrolls a PC exclusive for the first two games of it, three oh, games yes. of its life until the Xbox port in 2004? Uh, yeah, well, two, two, uh, 2005. Okay, but, well, I was wrong in my years, but hey, close enough. Yeah. But and yes, then, yeah. it had exclusivity for a long while on PC. Yes, it did. Uh, yes, and so it did. did. So did a certain Fallout too. Yes, it did. <laughs> anyway, um, so a Microsoft lawyer oh, later gosh. corrected the FTC by explaining there were two Elder Scrolls games. Call it two. That's right. Elder Scrolls Online, which is widely available on PlayStation, and the upcoming Elder Scrolls 6, which he said is projected for release in 2026. Yeah. He stressed that the That's latter is single player as opposed to Call of Duty, which is multiplayer and multi-platform. Uh -huh. He also referred to... Uh, 
He also referred to the game as Elder Scrolls 16, but it's safe to be- it is a safe bet that it was assuming 11 Skyrim sequels in the next three and a half years. Oh, right. It okay. was a joke, obviously. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Earlier in the trial, CFO Tim Stewart said that Phil Spencer decided during a November 2021 meeting that all Zenimax titles going forward, as opposed to just new IP, would be exclusive to Xbox. IGN reports that this was revealed in a chat conversation between head uh, between Stuart and head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty, yeah. uh, who also discussed uh, how withholding these games from PlayStation would cause profit issues. It was also revealed Canada's uh, Competition Bureau believes the acquisition is likely to substantially harm competition, although it is yet to make a final decision on whether or not whether to approve the deal. Uh, apparently, Judge Corley will use Friday 30th for fi- finding of facts, uh, according to Seeking Alpha, and will release her rulings under a seal at a later date. You're all up to date. Except for oh, one thing that happened oh. in the last couple of days. The deal okay. has been imp- approved in South Africa. It's okay. <laughs> cool. There you go. I... I strongly feel based on the judge's comments. And look, I've been wrong about this thing from, since day one. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be a very straightforward thing. I didn't know Lion Jim Ryan was going to like go nuclear on Microsoft's yeah. booty. Um, but booty. they did. Um, booty! Uh, but um, <laughs> based on the judge's comments, I think this is going to go in Microsoft's favor. I can't see it going any other way at the moment because the it, it, what it seems to me, and apologies for coming in here, from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing, it just it feels to me like the FTC and PlayStation have completely screwed up their case entirely here, and and the problem is is that you know there are internal emails that are showing you know different different sides to what are being publicly stated. Yet Microsoft haven't changed their 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 line of statements in any way, both in pro- public and private. There are there are executives on the Microsoft team who also believe that this is it would be a problem. So, yeah, it's all a bit strange. It's very strange, and like I all this has done for me is just make my commitment to Microsoft stronger. So it mm. makes me like Father Phil even more. Um but yeah, Pete, did you want to read Brent's comments? Because I think uh, they're applicable. I can, yeah. Um yeah. Well I hold my hands up I did not include this because I didn't see it in the document, but you are somewhat correct because we forgot about Sega. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Microsoft was also looking to acquire them. Yes, they were. Right. That's right. They're, yeah, I they were looking they were. to include. Yeah, but apparently, what the. So he then goes on to state uh, Sega even made an official comment saying that they do not want to be acquired right now, but we're very close to Microsoft. Uh, I have a few more highlights for you you may have missed. Sony uses revenue from Microsoft games on PlayStation to play for exclusivity deals. Um, Microsoft acquired Bethesda to avoid Starfield being exclusive to PlayStation. Not exactly exclusive, timed exclusive like um, Final Fantasy 16 is. 
Um, Jim Ryan said Game Pass is universally disliked by the industry. We covered that. Uh, lots of publishers and developers immediately posted official comments praising Game Pass, including announcing yeah. new deals. Sega was the most prominent. Um, right. And there was also a, pair, a, a group of people that bet on whether acquisitions go through. They currently favour Microsoft to win. Yeah, thanks for that, Brent. Yeah. I much appreciate that. So, I have to... I mean, obviously I just stated that, but I I, I agree. I think... I, I just... I mean, just based on the judges' comments, this is going to go Microsoft's way. And I hope so. I mean... I know it's all capitalist giants, and I really don't have a dog in this fight, really. But I just can't stand Jim Ryan. I really can't. He's just a terrible, awful person, and I think that the good guy should. I mean, let's be honest here. Both multi-billion-dollar corporations, not exactly I mean, the good guys, but in this one, there's only one company that's seen themselves become the more favorable. Let's say the lesser of two evils. <laughs> Probably the better way to say it. Yeah. But and, yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah. That's your news. We're done. That's it. Um, which you know, pretty decent. Yeah, not bad. Uh, A lot of news to cover this week. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have added that extra story, but hey. No, I think it, we needed it. Um, this actually is good timing, by the way. As a side note, um, but um, yeah, no, we really like to do these news catch up episodes. Uh, I stated earlier that these are actually our more uh, viewed and watched and downloaded episodes. So if you guys enjoy this as much as we do, because we love talking about the industry, we I mean, you know what, Pete, I was thinking about this earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Who else knows? Who Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan, Matt Booty, Booty, <laughs> Booty, uh, Randy Pitchford. Um, uh, did I say Lion Jim Ryan? I probably yeah. Did. Uh, yeah. Like, Todd Howard. Else? Todd Howard. Um, who else knows these names as well as we do? Because this is like this is something that we believe in. We follow. Uh, we're into not just games but the industry and yeah. that sort of thing um, which I do think separates us from a lot of other uh, outlets out there uh, so when we're talking about gaming news we're actually talking about gaming news you know from yeah. the ground up not just speculation about which game's gonna come out next you know no, that kind we, of thing we, we sort of delve into the, the back end of things you know we love the back end. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, we we see trends, we see things that go on yes. constantly, and we we don't just speculate solely on what's potentially there, but we we try to see what what others may not see. Yeah, exactly that. And I mean, and and, and I try to be fair as well. Well, I was going to say this. This may seem very cliched what I'm about to say, but you know. Pete does try to have a fair and balanced view. And, I mean, let's be honest, I am female, so I do have a different point of view in the gaming industry. Like, mm -hmm. when we talked about the Activision, Bobby Kotick, uh, you know, the, the, the harassment and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm going to have a different point of view, just because I have a different lived experience. So yep. you're getting that, you know, that you don't normally get from other outlets. 
and stuff like that. I know I'm kind of selling us out there, but I can't help it. Our numbers are failing. Please come <laughs> on dinner and watch us. <laughs> I wouldn't say failing. I would say no, less than favorable. Failing. They're 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 at a low, but to be honest, I think it's it's summertime. This is yeah. our first summer post lockdown. That's uh, true. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people are on vacation or holiday, as they say. Uh, and right. so we've we've lost a lot of viewers and listeners. Please it's fine. No, shall we close the show? Because we've gone rather long on this. Oh, we have, isn't it? Oh, gosh, it's like almost 9.30. I know. That's why I was I was just looking at the time. One hour, 48. Right. Um, now, we will do an after show, so please feel free to join us. Every time we do a recording, which is normally on Sundays, we like to do a little bit of an after show. It's not very long, two to five minutes. And you can join us over on twitch.tv forward slash rapid reviews, where you can interact and talk to us, and we say goofy things that we don't mm. say on the main show. Um... And we cuss and drink and smoke. Not really. We don't smoke. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us. Pete, is there any way they can find you? Because I don't know. Um, I don't know how to do this ending part anymore. I am currently still just not really posting, but manning the uh, Ravelry Reeve radio yeah. Twitter uh, account. But don't expect much from it. Yeah. Yep. I, and, uh, yeah, what I've decided over the last few weeks of not being on there is how much I really hate Twitter. Terrible. It really is. Like, I have been, I, before I left Twitter, I was on Twitter 14 years. Hmm. 14 years. I think it was about 13 for me. Oh, my goodness. I just remember I started Twitter. Um, I thought it was a stupid idea. It didn't make any sense to me, but I needed a place to just go and dump all my, mm. you know, little feelings into the void. And that's where it was for 14 years. Uh, but I've watched over the years as it's just become a cesspool of anger yep. and sadness. And I don't miss, I miss being able to just shout into the void because sometimes I do on my Facebook, but people are weirded out yeah. by my talking because i'm i'm a very strange person uh and on twitter they weren't weirded out by it so i kind of miss that mm. but outside of that i don't miss the anger and the fighting and the constant bickering and the oh my gosh just be happy <laughs> but i will say this i do do some uh crossfit stuff over and some mental health stuff over on instagram they're not polished video or photos. Um, they're usually post-workout, so no makeup, covered in sweat. I ain't looking like no movie star. I'm a type person, and it's all about fitness and mental health. But you can find me over there at Kali Yellick. Uh, let's see. And then um, I think that's going to do it for us, Pete, unless you want to add anything. Nah. Uh, actually, quickly, just because Brent's been in <laughs> chat. Um, oh, yeah. So, as for what's next today, today is the last day for the verdicts to give time before temporary restraining order expires. Oh. Uh, New Zealand should have a verdict on the 17th. Merger contract expires uh, the 18th, if not renewed. Microsoft will owe $3 billion to ABK. Um, that's Activision right. Blizzard King. Mm -hmm. uh, CMA's final recommendations due 19th. Uh, all paperwork for uh, CAT is, done, uh, is due for the 24th. 
the cat hearing begins on the 28th so August 2nd the FTC trial if it wins and late August early September is when cat decision is due right. thanks Brent we really appreciate the, uh, the updates there definitely um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode also stay tuned because that is our main story the Blizzard Activision uh, FTC I will only update if there's something significant is what? I said it will only update if there's something significant, such as a ruling. Oh, okay. I thought you said another word. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for us. So we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye! Booty! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rapid Reviews Radio podcast. You can find the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also find the video version by searching Rapid Reviews on YouTube and watch the podcast recording live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rapidreviews at 7.30pm UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at rrradiopod and for all the latest reviews visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at rapidreviewsuk.com.